Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast by Brother Rick Clendenin of Benton, Kentucky. On this podcast, we'll bring you a lesson from the daily A Fruitful Life radio broadcast. We'll let you know how you can reach us before we go. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 1 of the four-part Guidelines for a Happy Home series, taught at Church on the Rock in Berea, Kentucky. His text is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us four of seven principles of trust and the first four of seven principles of honor. On this broadcast, he'll bring us the other three, and then he takes us to Ephesians chapter 5 and 1 Peter chapter 3 to answer the question, what does it take to honor the king or queen of your castle? Then, using 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 8 and 9, he teaches us six of ten instructions on how to make our home better. And now, here's Brother Rick. Here's another thing. It's a means of showing respect. We don't pay God because he needs our money for the light bill in heaven. He's not sitting up there thinking, boy, I hope they pay by the 15th. (laughs) What we're saying is we reverence you. We recognize you. We respond to you because of your investment in our life. It's an act of respect. Here's another thing honor does. It's a means to show favor. One translation says this, and I like this. I underlined this. It said it is to reveal an intelligent recognition of unmerited favor towards another. In other words, look at your companion and say, it's smart to do this. An intelligent recognition. In other words, if you don't do this, dummy. (laughs) And if you do this, smart. It's an intelligent recognition of favor. You know, I've learned something. Every relationship's like a piggy bank. Did you know that? The value will equal the investment. Now, that right there is worth you coming for. Every relationship's like a piggy bank. If you hear somebody say, my son ain't worth a plug nickel, do you understand that that's not commentary on your son's credibility? It is commentary on how cheap you are. You got a nickel in the brother. That's why I say to people, my wife's worth a million bucks because that's a fair estimate of what I got in her. You keep investing, the value goes up. If you don't invest, you control the value of that relationship. It's a means to show favor. It's an intelligent means. Number seven, honor means to glorify. Not in a sense of worship, but rather to crown. To crown. You know, we talk about being the king of our castle. You want to be king of your castle, guys? Treat your wife like a queen. You'll be king. If you crown her, she might not crown you. (laughs) If you respect her and show her her proper place, she'll respond in kind. Honor means 
to glorify, to crown, to recognize the authority and the role she carries out or he carries out. Now, it's interesting to me that men are told to love their wives in Scripture, but women are never commanded to do so. I don't know if it's because it's an impossibility or exactly what, but they're never told to love their husbands. We are told to love our wives. Now, I want to ask you, what will it take for you to have the queen or the king you want in your castle? Scripture does tell both men and women to honor I want to read these in Amplified. I found this to be fascinating. And I'm going to let ladies go first here. But here's what it says to women in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. However, let each man of yours without exception love his wife, being in a sense his very own self. And let his wife see that she respects, that she reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates him, esteems him, and see that she defers to him, praises him, loves and admires him exceedingly. Wow. <laughs> Can we say Wow. Can we say it backwards? Yeah. Yeah, a smart lot. But anyway, how many understand that women are told to honor their wife or honor their husbands? Why is that? Because men need that. One of the things that kind of tickled me. See that you notice him. How many of you know he'll do a lot of things to get you to notice him? That's part of the man. That's just the way we do. We want to be noticed. Amen. We want to be appreciated. These are things that are natural needs that we have. Now, for the men, can I hear amen from the ladies? 1 Peter 3, 7 says, In the same you married men should live considerately. That'd be a good thing, wouldn't it, ladies? If we were just considered all the time with your wives. With intelligent, there's that word again. <laughs> Fellas, we apparently are a dumb lot because we keep finding it. With an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically. I'm glad he put that in a parentheses there because how many of you know women are stronger than us? Would you guys raise your hand? I'm going to look at the ground. But, you know, they, they have a baby. They come home from the hospital. We have them bring us a coat because we got a headache. But anyway, as the weaker... Realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace of God's unmerited favor of life in order that your prayers may not be hindered or cut off. Otherwise, lack of honor equals God turning a deaf ear to you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a wow both ways. Amen. You know, I have been in situations over 34 years where I've not honored Debbie and tried to go on and do my Christian thing. Have you ever done that? Listen, y'all don't know the numbers of times when preachers repent right before they preach. I've done that many times. I've walked by the piano and said, that's where I learned my ventriloquism. I say, forgive me, I'm stupid. I got to preach. You know, forgive me. Forgive me. I've been ignorant. 
Why? Because I ain't want to get up there and try it on my own. I've been up there on my own before, and it ain't good. And God said, if I don't do it right over here, he's just going to let me wing it. So both men and women are told to honor, even though men are never told, or women are never told to love. We got to honor one another. Why? Because it breathes out what we need to breathe in that trust. And the relationship would die if you ever stop either one. So it's really important. Peter goes on to give us some instruction I want to give you before we take a little break here. First Peter 3, 8, and 9. I begin to jot down some of these things, and I encourage you to do the same. First of all, he gives the instruction of how it will make your home better. He says, if you'll stay in unity with each other. In other words, don't forget you're on the same team. Just stay in unity. I believe this. The greatest decision any church will ever make or any home will ever make is the decision to stay in unity. Not allow things to make a wedge between us. It's not worth it. How many knows it will end up in destruction? Number two, he says, be sympathetic one towards another. In other words, be compassionate, not in just your lifestyle outward, but your lifestyle at home. Number three, it says you should love each other as partners, as partners. In other words, you're on the same team, guys. Appreciate each other. Appreciate them. Be compassionate. Be courteous. I think we ought to keep courting our companions. I think we ought to be courteous to them. Did you know, I'm going to be real honest with you, my number one desire is not for you to respect me. My number one desire is for the people that know me best to respect me most. I want Debbie's respect. I want my children's respect. I want my grandchildren's respect. I want my brothers and sisters' respect. What good would it do me if everybody in this church applauded me, but they knew the real man and could not respect me? I want them to. Because you know what I know? If they respect me, all y'all will. Because I'll be living it at home. How many of you know that's where it's difficult? So it's real important that we're compassionate and courteous, courteous to each other. Here's the fifth thing. Be tenderhearted. Be tenderhearted. And humble-minded. Wow. <laughs> Peter said, this will help you. Stay in unity. Be sympathetic. Love each other's partners. Be compassionate, courteous, tenderhearted, humble-minded. He said, these things will destroy your ability to honor if you start returning evil for evil. Have you ever been guilty of that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Said something sharp to me. I got some sharp stuff. Till for tat, butter for cat. You kill my dog, I will kill your cat. How <laughs> I many of you know that don't usually work good for you, Dr. Phil says? That won't work for you. So you have to be able to not return evil for evil. Here's another thing. He said, don't turn insult for insult. Breaks down the self-esteem of the person you're trying to build up. Mm. Don't scold or berate one another. Don't have negative communication coming out of your mouth. Don't give a tongue lash and they say, ah, I tell you what, ah. Yeah. 
Well, I remember. Well, you learned some stuff over the years. Ain't that the truth? A few scars will help you learn. And I've got a few scars. I remember back when I was going to change Debbie. That was back before we got married. I was going to change her. I didn't know she had the same plan. She didn't let me in on that. She was going to change me. We were both babies of the family. How many know that's a recipe for World War III? Right yonder. Both of us babies. Both of us poor. Both of us had our own agenda. We're going to change each other. And I used to just pride myself of just being able to come up with these quips. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, she'd be, she'd be let me have it, you know, but I, I, I'd be thinking. She finished this. I'm going to say this right here. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be bad right there, boy. I'd let her go on. Then I just, zing. Yeah, that stuck, didn't it? How stupid. <laughs> Trying to prove stuff. Anybody ever been there? I remember we got married. I was squirrel hunter. And come squirrel season, I went squirrel hunting. And she didn't act like she liked it. So I went squirrel hunting again that evening. I went squirrel hunting every day for the next week. Now, it wasn't fitting to hunt. They were, they were wind blowing and raining. I'm thinking, I don't care. I got to prove something. I put my gun in the closet. She'll think she won. Sitting out there in the rain, ain't a squirrel. Squirrel's looking out at me like, you fool, what are you doing out here? We ain't coming out today. <laughs> Sitting there dripping wet. I'm a win in this thing. <laughs> How many of you know sometimes it's hard to tell who won? Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the broadcast. And if you like, join us on social media at our AFL Facebook page, or you can follow Brother Rick on Twitter. You can find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. If you prefer to write Brother Rick directly, you may address all correspondence to Rick Clendenin, Post Office Box 287, Benton, Kentucky, 42025. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. If you'd like to see the other outreaches of Rick Clendenin Ministries, please visit our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.